Hi, everyone. <laughs> it's Aisha. It's Aisha from God FM, and I hope you're having an amazing day. Today we are doing the emergency numbers for calling on the Lord. This was going to be in the sermon yesterday, but I thought it was better to do a separate sermon about it. And when we have got difficulties in our lives, it's important to know what Bible verses are relevant and there is, when I was having a really hard time, there was this uh, emergency number um, page that I came across. And I thought, oh, that's really good. So I framed it and put it in my office. And I thought, well, that's brilliant. I really liked having that. And, uh, and so I put it in the office. And whenever I had, you know, any doubts or anything, I'd look over it the the scripture and go to it also there's another place i really like finding scriptures and that's in the gideon's bible i don't know if you've ever come across the gideon's bible but the the original ones are really good they were really big and they really promoted all these different things that you could read when you are facing different trials you know, doubts in your mind about who you are in Christ and all those things. So in the sermon yesterday, I talked about the labor pains and how we must not confuse the labor pains with fear because it is quite fearful what's happening in the world. But as I was saying to someone else earlier, you have to realize that the Lord is in control of everything. And it is just about trusting the Lord. And sometimes we just need a little bit of encouragement along the way, you know. So let's get on with it. So it's called Emergency Numbers. And it's the 19th uh, of March, 2023. Mm. Um, okay. So... In this emergency number set, we've got different scriptures for different things. And I'm going to read all of them. Um, so get yourself a nice cup of tea. And I think it'll help a few people. There's got to be a bit of it for everybody in here. <laughs> okay. So if you're upset, it's John 14. And if you're weak, it's Psalm 18, 1 to 29. Lonely, Psalm 23. Sinned. Psalm 51, worried, Matthew 8, colon 19 to 31, anxious, Philippians 4, colon 4 to 9, unhappy, Colossians 3, colon 12 to 17, in danger, Psalm 91, depressed, Psalm 27, lack of faith, Exodus 14, need encouragement, Joshua 1, need direction, Psalm 73, colon 21 to 26, seeking peace, Matthew 11, colon, 25 to 30, leaving on a trip, Psalm 121, struggling with loss, Luke 15, struggling financially, Psalm 37, and discouraged at work, Psalm 126. <laughs> so yes, get yourself a nice cup of tea and we shall get started. Okay, the first one is John 14. And this is if you're upset, okay. 
Jesus comforts his disciples. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I not tell, have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. You know that way to the place where I am going. Jesus, the way to the Father. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? I can just imagine them asking this as well, you know. <laughs> just like you and I, these people. Yeah, it's got to remember, everyday people. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works of themselves. Very truly, I tell you, Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to pop some music on. Just always pauses when I'm in the middle of things. Don't know why. It's so frustrating. Okay. So this is uh, John 14, colon 15. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot in brackets, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teachings. 
These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. So that's beautiful, isn't it? That Jesus had to go. So that this Holy Spirit could come inside us. We can all be joined together. It's very beautiful. But also, isn't it reassuring that we're not the only people who doubt and worry? We aren't. So, you know, I think that's reassuring. The next scripture is weak. And if you're weak, this is a good scripture. Psalm 18, colon 1 to 29. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and my horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I called to the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me, the torrents of destruction overwhelmed me, the cords of the grave coiled around me, the snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord, I cried to my God for help. From his temple he heard my voice, my cry came before him, into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils, consuming fire came from his mouth, burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him the dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence, clouds advanced. With hailstones and bolts of lightning, the Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemy. With great bolts of lightning, he shouted them, he routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed and the foundations of the earth laid bare At your rebuke, Lord, at the blasts of breath from your nostrils, he reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of the deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. 
He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He has rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I am not guilty of turning from my God. All his laws are before me. I have not turned away from his decrees. I have been blameless before him and have kept myself from sin. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the devious, you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble, but bring low those eyes that are haughty. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. And that certainly does give you an incredible amount of strength that we have got the Lord there. We do just need to trust him. And he does love to come and to the rescue. He does in, in situations where you cannot see a way out. Hmm. The next psalm is lonely, which is Psalm 23. A psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He heads me beside quiet waters. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So this is a lovely psalm, Psalm 23. It really is. And it's a very good one to use... If you're under attack, even by the demonic realm, that is a great psalm. <laughs> Definitely one to have framed and put on your wall. But they're all beautiful. <laughs> the next one is sinned. If you've sinned, Psalm 51. For the director of music, a psalm of David, when the prophet Nathan came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba, uh, this was a really big offense, and so this goes on about it. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only. Have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight? So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. 
Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. You who are God, my Savior and my tongue, will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. God will not despise. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous. In burnt offerings offered whole, then bulls will be offered on your altar. Hmm, beautiful, isn't it? What I wanted to point out is David was around before Jesus. Yes. So David was really adored by the Lord. And well, still is. And is the apple of his eye. So I just think that's beautiful, you know, that he was seeking the Lord at this level before Jesus came here. So very beautiful. The next uh, heading is worried. In Matthew 8, 19 to 31. Then a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me and let the dead bury the dead. Jesus calms the storm. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, Ye of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Jesus restores two demon-possessed men. When he arrived at the other side, in the region of Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, if you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. So what this shows you is even the demons know who Jesus is, but also they have fear of Jesus. They also, demons, don't have bodies, yes. And so they wanted to go into the pigs, but also the pigs killed themselves. 
as well after that. So interesting. The next heading is anxious. Philippians 4, colon 4 to 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. <sighs> so take everything to the Lord. The next heading is unhappy, Colossians 3, colon 12 to 17. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so that you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts. Sing praises, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The next heading is In Danger, Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty, will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the foulest snare and from the de deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near you, near your tent, or he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name, he will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And that one is, is very beautiful. You know why? Because 
the Lord does this because you love him and nothing will come against you. You've just got to really believe it. The more you go through trials, the more you know that God is so real. So the next um, heading is depressed, which is Psalm 27 of David. good isn't it I really like it the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked advance against me to devour me it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall though an army besiege me my heart will not fear Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in that day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Saviour. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I will, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Next heading, lack of faith, Exodus 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Pi-Hari-Roth between Migdol and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea directly opposite Baal Zephon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites did this. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt, with officers over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians 
all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen and troops pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pi-Hariroth, opposite Baal-Zephon. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, Leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. (laughs) Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them and I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other side, so neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued them, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and a cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, Let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And at daybreak the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing towards it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground, with the wall of water on their right and on their left. That day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, 
the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. <coughs> wow. I always get a dry throat when I'm reading. Isn't that beautiful? When we uh, need to know the majesty and the power of the Lord, that's always a good scripture to come back to, to remind yourself how powerful the Lord is and that he goes before us to fight our battles. Cloud by day, fire by night. It's actually really funny. You know, in the Bible when I was reading it, I thought it was amazing. I just imagined it. Before they had trumpets, the the way that uh, the Israelites knew they had to move camp is the cloud would lift. <laughs> and then they'd know they had to pack up and it was time to go. <laughs> and uh, so I can just imagine it. All the people, there's a cloud there uh, and it's moving along and all these people, half a million people, all following this cloud by day and by night, fire. For me, I found that very beautiful, you know. <laughs> the next uh, heading is Need Courage, Joshua 1. Joshua installed as leader after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, Go through the camp and tell the people, Get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he said, the Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all your fighting men ready for battle must cross over ahead of you, your fellow Israelites. You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest. 
as he has done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan towards the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with us, be with you as he was with Moses. Beg your pardon. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So there was some land that was handed out early. <laughs> I just so you know. <laughs> Um, and so Moses had negotiated that uh, they could have some of this land, but the fighting men still had to do their duty with the Israelites in claiming the land for the rest of them. So, yes. Okay. Uh, the next heading is Need Direction, which is Psalm 73, colon 21 to 26. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins, so foolish was I, and ignorant. I was a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon the earth that I desire beside me. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Next heading, Seeking Peace, Matthew 11, colon 25 to 30. The Father revealed in the Son. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the, the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Next heading, leaving on a trip, Psalm 121. A song of ascents. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forever. The next heading is struggling with loss, and this is Luke 15, the parable of the lost sheep. Now the tax collectors and the sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. 
But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. The parable of the lost coin, or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over the sinner who repents. The next heading on this is the parable of the lost son. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to be a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed f pigs. <laughs> he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But when, while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against the heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard the music and the dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, 
All these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you have never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, has come home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Oh, that's such a beautiful parable. Okay, let's get on to the next one. Struggling with financially, which is Psalm 37 of David. Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your hearts. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and the needy to slay those whose ways are upright. But their swords will perceive their own hearts, will pierce their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. But the wicked will perish, though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field. They will be consumed. They will go up in smoke. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will be destroyed. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I was a young, and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken all their children begging bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing. Turn from evil and do good. Then you will dwell in the land forever. For the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. Wrongdoers 
will be completely destroyed. The offspring of the wicked will perish. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouths of the righteous utter wisdom, and their tongues speak what is just. The law of their God is in their hearts, their feet do not slip. The wicked lie in wait for the righteous, intent on putting them to death. But the Lord will not leave them in the power of the wicked, or let them be condemned when brought to trial. Hope in the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are destroyed, you will see it. I have seen a wicked and ruthless man flourishing like a luxurious native tree, but he soon passed away and was no more. Though I looked for him, he could not be found. Consider the blameless, observe the upright. A future awaits those who seek peace, but all the sinners will be destroyed. There will be no future for the wicked. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. That's powerful that, isn't it? Next one, Discouraged at Work, which is Psalm 126, a song of ascents. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. And that's it. Yes. <laughs> Very beautiful. Hmm. So, we have to remember that we come into this world with nothing. Okay. And we will leave this world with nothing. I don't know if it will help you to know that, you know, you have more than most people. There's some people who have nothing at all, not even clothes. And that's what I do sometimes. I will compare myself to the less fortunate. Um, and I'll also look at worse times that I've had and go, well, it's not as bad as that, so I can get through this, because I got through that. <laughs> and... The Lord is there with you wherever you go. Have no doubt in your mind about who the Lord is and how powerful he is. And that the Lord, the creator of everything, the whole world, all the people, is the author of life, in control of everything. And he knows your hearts. He knows your mind. He knows what you're thinking. All the things that you've done, you cannot hide from the Lord. But you were beautifully made, created for such a day as today. Yes, I believe. I also think that the Lord saves the best till last. <laughs> so, in this way, 
all of the challenges that you've faced. I want you to know you're not alone. I also had such horrendous things. Like horror movie. Mm, it really has been. But what's going on around the world? That should uh, make it really clear that God is real. Not only is he real, but he's in control. And he loves you. He wants a relationship with you. At a one-to-one -one level. Not just to believe in God, but to have a relationship with the Lord. And so, you know, when Jesus left us, he left us with his gospel. Yeah. The good news, the kingdom of God has come upon us. And it will be on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is our daily bread and our daily sacrifice. He was a good example of how we are to try and be. None of us can live up to being as good as Jesus. But what we have got is we've got atonement for all our sins. So it doesn't matter what you've done. Because Jesus came here for this sinner. Because in the old days we had to go to a priest. And these priests became corrupt. So we couldn't get through to God. But now you can talk to God anytime you like. And it's brilliant. You see, the Lord speaks to you through scripture and everyday things. And there's always someone struggling more than you. And so, and it's just as easy to think happy thoughts as it is to think sad thoughts as well. So, if you're feeling a bit down, yeah, just remember that the Lord loves to hear from you. He does. And he wants you to pray to him. He wants you to surrender everything over. Clean that dirty plate. Take it all to him. Hand it to him. Just imagine handing everything over in your mind. And then he gives you a big hug, puts his arms around you, tells you how much he loves you. Because he does. He loves you so much. No one can love you like the Lord. And often I've found that these trials, we are on our own, aren't we? We find out that, that the Lord is real because there's no one else to help. <laughs> That's what happened in my case. And so I went to the Lord and he answered me and he answered my prayers. And he's been there for me in everything. Never let me down. And so... It's about removing blockages as well. So you've got to make sure you forgive everyone that's hurt you. If you have pain that you can't get rid of, you need to give it to God. And say, Jesus, I've got this problem. I've got this pain still. I don't know what to do about it. And hand it to the Lord. You know, sometimes we think we've forgiven someone. So just check how you feel about that person. Check that you have given them. And in that way, you'll feel more nourished. Because, you see, by having any resentment against someone, it eats away at your clean whiteness. And it puts a hole in it. And it erodes like a little virus, like a poison. 
So if someone hurts you, you could really deal with it. I had it some years ago. I had a lot of pain. And it was very hard to get rid of. And the Lord told me I hadn't forgiven everyone. So I sat and argued with him, actually. And, uh, and I said, but I have. And he said, no, you haven't. I said, well, what do I need to do to prove to you that I've forgiven them? He said, no, it's not to prove it to me. It's to prove it to yourself. And I had to write to them all. Um, and so I did. That really helped me. But then something else happened. Like over a year later, two years later, someone that had hurt me and I'd forgiven came back into my life and I had a new pain. And so I had to take it to God again because this pain had come back. It was like a new pain. It was a new wound. And so this can happen also. Satan will send in people to try and take you off your path, to make you doubt yourself, to make you feel guilty, to make you doubt who you are, make you think you're not worthy. Because Satan, what he does is he'll attack you, all right? But if he can't get to you, he'll attack everyone around you. Yeah, your family members, the people you love, yes. And this this is really horrible when it happens, you know? And when you lose somebody that you love and you think, oh no, this is horrible. But you have to remember that we are all given freedom to make our own choices. And so we, we want the protection of the Lord because all the people in the world are making their own choices. Some of those might harm you. But if you've got the Lord with you and you're praying, then the Lord can give you that protection. And sometimes it is the time for the person to die as well. You know, somebody passes in your family because sometimes your day is up. Your your days are written already. Some people are only meant to be here for a day or two just to experience one part of life, I believe, anyway. So... What I can say is my own experience that I've never experienced the love that the Lord shows me from anywhere else. And it's so nourishing, so beautiful. And that's how we need to be with everyone. That's why Jesus came here to set the example be united in Christ. I hope you've enjoyed this um, emergency numbers. I hope you all have an amazing evening. My my cat says hi. Say hi. Gary. Oh, he loves you today. Very affectionate today. Let's close with the sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I know that you came to earth and died on the cross for my sins. I beg forgiveness for my sins. I wish to follow you. Please forgive me. 
I'm washed clean by the blood of Jesus, and I cast out all the demons, hexes, curses, witchcraft, Satan and his cronies in the name of Jesus. And if my family have followed pagans, witchcraft, Satanism, Freemasons or the Masons, or any Ouija boards or tarot readers or any pagan festivals, I ask now that you'll forgive me and my family and release us now from any generational curses and break those chains, past, present and future, for me and my family. And if anyone's put a curse on me or my family, please remove it right now and cast those demons away. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I am washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. I also ask that you remove any illnesses and heal us and wash us clean. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I command any negative energy to leave, anxiety, fear, worry, any financial restraints, I command those chains to be broken. And may, I, may the Lord bless us all financially so that we all have money in our banks. <laughs> if we have banks for long. And we all have the resources to provide for ourselves and accommodation. And to feed our animals and our pets and ourselves and a job if needed. Travel, accommodation, everything. We know what we need before we ask you, Lord. Please also give us the wisdom and the knowledge to navigate this world. And we can shine the light of Jesus that others may also come to Jesus. Let the demons be petrified and flee when they see us coming. Please fill our hearts with joy, peace and happiness in our hearts, spirits, mind and souls. May we not be an embarrassment to you. May we be pleasing to you. We pray we are. And if there's areas that we need to work on, please help us do that now while we still have time and that we may be ready for your arrival on the final day. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I thank you for loving a wretch like me, Father. Say hi to everyone. Love you. In Jesus' mighty name, this is Aisha from God FM. I hope you have a lovely day. God bless you.